Rich Rizfo with American Egg Network here. I'm at the uh, Northern Corn and Soy Expo in Fargo, North Dakota at the Fargo Dome. And with me, I have got Scott Gerlt with Soybean Association, and he is actually their first economist. When did you come on? What, what was the impetus of getting you on board with the organization, and when did that happen? And tell us kind of how your first beginning part has been. Yeah, uh, thanks for uh, for talking with me today, Rich. I'm happy to be here in Fargo. I came from uh, warm St. Louis to be here today with you all. Um, so I started it in July of 2020, and I like to joke, um, if you remember what prices were doing then uh, with soybeans compared to now, you know, that's that's the effect of having an economist on staff. Um, no, but in all, in all seriousness, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been very good. I, you know, I do a lot of our policy analysis, our market intelligence, and I think it's uh, really been helpful just to have that uh, information in-house, be able to provide quick answers. Uh, you know, I think anyone that's been around D.C. knows it moves. It can move very, very fast. It may take a long time to get a big uh, policy achievement, um, but when you need an answer, oftentimes you need it then. And so I think we have the ability to do that now. We have the ability to tell our story a little bit more um, because we can compile that data and put it together. So I, I think it's been helpful um, for the organization and for the soybean farmers that we're representing. Well, and you mentioned Washington, D.C., you know, I don't know if you know this, but this year we do have a farm bill that's uh, <laughs> yes. getting in, in the works here. So tell us a little bit about what you guys are looking at in the farm bill and, uh, you know, what you guys would like to see happen. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot. Um, I think the big thing for us, that, you know, out of all of that is is the Title I safety net. So if you look at soybeans, we never have triggered PLC payments. So you go to the trade war, you know, 2018-19. We lost nearly a third of our soybean demand overnight because of China not buying U.S. beans. If you design a uh, safety net program, that's the sort of thing you design it for. But it wasn't it wasn't working. Um, the reference prices in the farm bill are, are simply too low for soybeans. And so that's one thing we want to get fixed. We want to get those um, increased so that when events like that do happen, that there is a safety net. The next part of that, uh, once we get that fixed, we want a voluntary base acre update. So soybeans have close to a 35 million acre discrepancy between planted acres and base acres. So even if you were triggering those payments, there's still a lot of farmers that wouldn't be receiving those just because they don't have those base acres. Uh, now, unfortunately, none of that is free. Uh, you know, you, you have to have offset or new funding. So we are asking for new funding because we do think these fixes are important. Um, if you look at the 2018 to 2021 period, 70% of farm payments were through ad hoc. Right? That's not predictable. It tends to be slow. So we would really like to get this fixed for soybeans so that there's a dependable safety net. You know, going beyond the, the um, Title I, you know, we'd like to see MAP and F&D funding increase. That's been very important for um, developing foreign markets. And, you know, th there's lots of other priority areas, too, such as conservation and the like. But, uh, but really, uh, uh, Title I and getting that safety net fixed is, is our biggest ask. Um, and, and, you know, I... You can't forget to say uh, protect crop insurance. That is one thing. You know, talk about Title, title One, some of the shortfalls we've had there, soybeans. Crop insurance has worked very well. And so we want to make sure that continues, that provides that within the year protection, not the long-term protection Title One does, but provides that protection when you have that crop on the ground. Um, and most farmers are utilizing it. And, you know, nothing's ever perfect, but it's worked very well. Well, outstanding. Scott, is there anything else you'd like us to know today or uh, for this next growing season? Yeah, I, um, I think one of the other things on the policy side that has been very important is the um, the set rule or the RVO from EPA that determines how much biofuels are being blended. Um, you know, the EPA came in with a very low proposed number. 
that would really stifle a lot of the growth that we're seeing in the industry. Um, you know, North Dakota with three uh, proposed crushing plants at this point, since we had one come over from Minnesota, and uh, their rule caused a lot of that into question where that growth will happen because there'd be almost no growth in the sector, in the um, renewable fuel sector um, for our products. And so we're working very hard um, to show EPA why some of their assumptions were flawed. Um, they essentially used some assumptions that assume no growth to justify a proposal of no growth. Um, so that that is a very, very big deal for us because that's a lot of the next three years of growth for the industry is tied up in that rule. But you know, as you turn over to the markets, um, you know, South America is obviously coming on with a big crop. There's been a lot of question marks about where, what China is going to do. There's been all sorts of conflicting signals about how much demand they really have for, for soybeans for their pork herd right now. And so I think you know, as we look at some of those things, um, there's some uncertainty, some potential lower prices, unfortunately, you know, South America really does come through in this big way. But on the fortunate side, we are starting to see fertilizer prices drop off some. Um, so there's just a lot going on. Farm income has been dropping to some extent, you know, lower revenues, higher costs, um, less government support. So there's all sorts of things we could always talk about, you know, in the sector because there's never a shortage of, of things evolving. Well, Scott, thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today and chatting about all these issues that are very important to our growers. Well, thank you, Rich.